Hello, and welcome back to Pageants and Prosecco. This is Brett here, your host. And on this episode, we are talking about the current Miss America on The Breakfast Club. Tune in and let's get started. Hey, so welcome back to another episode of Pageants and Prosecco. We are talking about Ania Franklin, Miss America 2019, who was just featured on The Breakfast Club. During this interview, Nia talks about a few things, and I just wanted to bring to light some of the issues that she addressed as one, being a African-American, two, being an African-American Miss America, and something that I didn't really know about ahead of this interview was that allegedly, well, I guess not alleged because it is confirmed, but people were upset about Nia representing New York at Miss America this year. And some people said that she doesn't know anything about living in New York. She just got here five seconds ago. What does she know about New York lifestyle? And if you recall, one of the questions during Nia's onstage questions, one of her answers, I should say, she mentioned that she has New York City grit. And she admitted that she isn't from New York and that she's been subleasing. And um, that's how she has the New York City grit. And she went to, she has a fellow. She has a, she's working in a program now, working in music. She has, she has a fellow. And that's what brought her to New York in the first place. But as you know, Miss America only requires six months to live, work, or reside into a state that you are going to represent. And she competed for South Carolina a few times, North Carolina, sorry, a few times, and obviously didn't win. So, and that was in 2016 that she last competed. And then she received the Keenan Fellowship at Lincoln Center and is a graduate from the University of North Carolina School of the Arts. So she moved to New York for the fellow, and then that's when she won Miss Five Burroughs and then won Miss New York in July. But if you guys know, obviously New York has a high uh, number of crowns in the last few years on the Miss America pageant from um, Nia Duvorani, from Nia... That, I don't know. I can't pronounce the name. I could I could pitch myself saying it, but I can't say it. Um, Nia won. Mallory Hagen, Kira, Tawny Gooden. So a few people have won Miss America by being Miss New York. However, Mallory and Kira and Tawny were Miss New Yorks, but they weren't even from New York. So Kira came from California, Maui from um, Alabama. We know that. New York is a really good state if you want to secede. I think a lot of reasons why a lot of the Miss New Yorks have won Miss America is because of whatever goes on in New York City that you have to do to survive. And that grit. And that um, 
survival technique that you learn living in a big city in a major state like that. So I think having that hustler's mentality, that's kind of what I'm looking for, that Jay-Z kind of talks about and that a lot of people talk about, New York doesn't sleep, blah, 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 helps them win. So ultimately, I think I'm saying this to say, even if Nia didn't move to New York, she was in North Carolina. I don't know much about North Carolina pageants, but I assume that they're big. If you're from North Carolina, just let me know. I'm assuming that they're big because they're in the South. So the odds of winning Miss North Carolina is probably really, really hard. The girls have probably been competing since they were six weeks old. And, you know, so then you got to move to a, what is considered an easier state. I don't think Nia moved to New York solely to win Miss America. Obviously, she went there for to follow her dreams in music, and New York City is a major place you want to be when it comes to music. Atlantic Records is out there. A lot of people, you know, New York is like a hub for music. You have Harlem. You know, so I don't think she's jumping states to win a title. I think this was a strategic business move on her behalf, and it happened to work out in her favor. So whatever the naysayers have to say, she won. And I don't think that New York is the easier state to win. I think it's hard to win because then you have a lot of pressure on you too. So I, I think the judges in New York realize the power of that state winning the crown and they're not going to just give it to anybody. So I think by moving and going through that hazing period of that first year of living in New York City and trying to survive is what is a strength for many of the contestants out there who happen to win Miss New York and go on to compete in Miss America and do just as well. So that's my two cents on the residency requirement. Um, It's only six months. So if they meet it, there's not much you can do. But some people are calling it too lax, the requirement, too lax. But, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. At the end of the day, she needed the money for school and to pay for her master's degree, and she got it. So, mic drop right there. The second thing that Nia also brings up is when she found out she was black. And this is a new kind of phenomenon people are realizing on social media. I've seen it mainly is when did you first know that you were black? Or when did you first know that you were a minority? And I know lately the ones that I've seen that I can relate to are the ones that say, when did you first see yourself represented on TV? And there was a list of like all the black main characters on some TV shows, like Hillary Banks from Fresh Prince or um, Number 5 from, um, what was the name of that show? Kids Next Door or Susie Carmichael from Rugrats. Or a host of the other black characters and cartoons. Like, when when at first did you see yourself in these people? And so for me, I've always felt like I've seen myself in Hillary Banks from um, Fresh Prince, honestly. But Nia talks about when she kind of first knew about racism in third grade. She tells a story, but it's deep because you don't realize, like, yeah, you might be black all your life, but you've never been called the N-word, or you never been looked over for a job because of your skin color. 
why are you so young? And you don't realize, when was the first time I knew I was black? Like, I knew, like, okay, something's not right here. And a lot of times it happens when we're younger as kids. And then our whole world is shaped from that moment. And who we see ourselves as in this society is defined, really. She talks about that as a minority in her school, going to a majority, predominantly all-white school growing up and the like. And then she, the breakfast club, Charlemagne, Ask her, Angela, Angela Yee asked her about visiting Trump in the White House. And if she was invited, if she would go. And that's kind of an interesting point, too. Because you are Miss America in the Trump era climate. And it's just like, and you're a Black Miss America. She's the eighth Black Miss America or the ninth Black Miss America. We haven't broke 10 in the... Since 1923, when Miss America started, 1920s, um, to only have 10 people win of color. Okay. But anyway, well, less than 10. So, I mean, we haven't really seen this too much or know how to handle having a black Miss America. Some of us, this is the first time in our pageant careers that we've had a black Miss America. So, you know, in the, now you're in this Trump presidency era. How can you define your reign? And that'll be my biggest challenge for Nia is how can you make Miss America relevant amidst the turmoil that's going on currently in the, in the own system and within your president? is a bigot, honestly, straight up. That's kind of tough. That'll be a tough, tough job to do. Because I know already with the four states getting their licenses taken away and terminated, ultimately that renders those four state pageants as completely useless in the Miss America competition. Because if you did compete for those titles... West Miss West Virginia, and you you don't, you can't go to Miss America, you know it's forfeited. So, you know it's tough to kind of be the face of all that when the face of when the person who is doing all this isn't even coming forward. Like we haven't heard from Gretchen at all about what's going on. We just see it falling. You know the domino effect of it. We see the post the blog post about what's going on. But how often do we ever hear from Gretchen or Regina about what, what's going on? They just they just put down their hammers and make things happen, but they never, like, talk about it. And Nia is doing interviews. She's on her media tour. And I'm sure that they told her not to talk about what's going on during the, in the Miss America leadership and behind the scenes because... They didn't mention it on The Breakfast Club, and that's one of the first questions I would have asked her. Like, hey, what is going on, and how are they treating you? She says that they're letting them, you know, let her be and make a name for herself, but how can you? Because there's so many, there's so many elephants in the room in these interviews, and yeah, it's nice to know about her and who she is and 
her ambitions, but the real tea, the real wine sip, and I'm sipping on a Cabernet right now, is what's going on with Regina and are they going to cancel any other state's pageant competitions? And what are the four states that already have the licenses taken away and revoked? How are they going to bounce back? Or are they or are they just going to give in? Or are they going to file an appeal? Apparently, they have to give up their positions. The, exec, the board for those states have to give up their positions, get new leadership, and then appeal to Regina herself and Gretchen themselves. They had to appeal to executive committee. Like, how awkward is that? They Not only are you in charge of the state for so long, probably for years, you've been in charge of Miss so-and-so, and then long comes Regina and Gretchen. I keep saying Regina first. Um, Gretchen and them and friends take it from underneath you and then tell you to go find someone new to run it and then if you want this back you got to come see us in person like i don't know how often that happens to you but i've only heard that happening in the hood in the streets um but i mean if it if it's mine if it's my state and i feel for it so much if i was miss illinois and i was executive director and i really had so much passion for that state and the program and what I've done in the past years, then I would fight for it. I think the people who are behind the scenes, who filed that petition, who signed the petition, I should say, and who really want to see them gone, I say, don't don't give up. Keep going, because it's really 22,000 people against two, you know? But those two have a lot of power. And I think it's pretty bogus. I know, like, we're on a little Miss America uh, rant here, but I think it's pretty bogus that just because they signed a petition saying you not good for this job, that Gretchen and Regina can just say, "Ooh, you signed the petition, boom, gone, no license for you. Give me those bank records, run that back to me. Like you just got here. I'm just telling you about yourself. How can you, you just got here. You know, now all this stuff is just happening. They might as well just put this whole program on pause for a year, get their lives together, and then kind of come back and bounce back even bigger. But they're going to keep keep making this go through in, in the middle of this problems, and it's just going to fall back on the girls at the end of the day. We already seen what happened. Kara wrote that five-page letter um, weeks before the pageant, like, and they just still had a pageant. And then it's just like a white elephant. It's a white elephant. <laughs> it's almost Christmas. <laughs> It's an elephant in the room. It's just like, it's awkward for me as a fan of Miss America and as a fan of beauty pageants as a whole, because it's just like, really, she's just going to put band-aids over this during the show. We're just going to just sit here and it's just like watching. It's like if you know a secret and you see your friends fighting and you're just like, okay, should I just reveal this secret or should I just let them just keep going? But if you reveal a secret, then it's just going to, like, blow up. And it's just like, uh, well, they don't know that that's not actually what actually happened. And he's just sitting here watching it. And it's just awkward and awkward and awkward. That's kind of how I feel. Or, like, watching your parents fight. It's like, whose side do I take? 
I don't know if I should just let this go or if I should say something or if I should see how it plays out. That's how it is for me. And just watching, you just like, like holding your breath because you don't know when to exhale. (laughs) And I think as a contestant, especially as someone who's about to age out of this system, Nia is 25, so she pretty much just made it. But, like, could you imagine being on 24, 23, about to age out at this competition that she's been competing in for eight years, and now it's just, like, confusing? You don't know what's going on. You're like, should I still compete for this system? I mean, I've been part of the organization since I was 15, and now, like, shit's hitting the fan. I wouldn't even really want to compete. I would just compete just based off GPs. GP is um, general principle. I would just compete off GP because I've been doing it for so long. You know, if I really want to be a state title holder and I've been all these local Miss Locals, I wouldn't want to give up, but I feel like because it's just so confusing right now and no one knows what's going on, I have no choice but to just say, you know, let me just wait a second. But then if I wait a second, I might age out. What a tough decision to make as a contestant. That's why, me personally, I am so sick of seeing all this. Between the Miss, Amer- Miss America system, Miss United States system, the Miss Black America system, there's a lot of unanswered questions that people want to have. People want to compete in your system. They just don't trust you right now. It's hard to compete in the system with full confidence when the leadership is going through something, whether it's a legal battle or just delusional practice techniques. It's just like, you guys have such a big name, Miss America. Miss United States, Miss Black America, those are three on name. People want to be that woman. They do. They do. But when they don't know if they legally can even compete because their state is gone, or if they hear through the grapevine about how bad the previous year's contestants were treated, it's hard because they want to they want to support but it's just like at what point do I stop supporting because it's just all foo-fooness. Like this isn't real. It can't be real. You know what I'm saying? Like this can't be real. That's how I felt I miss Black America. Like really this this experience can't be real. Let me take a sip. It's just like really Mm. I love a nice cabernet. It's supposed to be fall. A nice red wine is perfect, especially on afternoons where it's just like a lazy day. You got to go to work the next day, but you have plenty of time, like 12 hours before you got to go back to work. You just want to sip on something nice, play some music. It was one of those days for me. Back to what I was saying. People are on edge, i.e. contestants. And... There are some women's dreams 
to win one title? Is their dream so much for this one title that they sacrifice so much for that one title? I'm talking like dating. I'm talking like school or a job or relationships or sleep or junk food or ice cream. They sacrifice a lot to be this person or to build themselves to be this beauty queen and to compete in the system. They might not win the first time or the second time or the third time, but they believe in who that woman is supposed to be and they believe that that woman should be them. That you just keep going. You know, that's that grit that Neo was talking about, that New York grit. You just keep going. But just to see the rug pulled from underneath them, like, man, this title I have been dreaming about, like, I, I can't do it because the current leadership is holding it hostage. They're standing in their own way from what could be potential greatness in these queens. They are, quite frankly. <laughs> they are. Could you imagine the things that Nia could do as Miss America in 2018, in 2019, that she probably can't do because Gretchen might be feeding her um, things to say or probably silencing her. We saw it with Kara. Who's to say she's not doing it with Nia? I personally think as a strong, independent black woman that I see in her and that I have in myself, I would think that she would be open and very um, open about her experience. But she's under contract. So who's to say if we're going to we're get the full picture right now? I think that if she experienced the same thing that Kara has experienced, that she would speak out on it. But I'm also afraid that she probably won't speak out on it because she just started. I mean, it's only a month. Kara came out in the last last few months of her reign, but Gretchen wasn't the one in charge of her when she started. Kara had a crazy year. But now since Gretchen is the one in charge, um... I will probably feel silenced as Miss America. Like, I can't say anything. Let me just put on the smile. Let me just focus on winning um, and, and being queen and my black girl magic because it took so long to get here in the first place. She had been competing in um, the Carolinas, you know, North Carolina system for some time. That's back, back when it was Miss America 1.0. <laughs> so it's, it's tough. It's tough. And I feel like there's so much she could do. Like, there's so much black excellence going on in the world. And I don't want to see her stifled because of this organization. She could be on BET Red Carpets. She could be on CNN. This is a beauty queen we're talking about who's black and has a great title underneath her. Has a great platform for change. This is deeper than a children's miracle network, okay? You're talking about a black Miss America in the Trump era. This can really, who's interested in music composition, she could really use this to springboard her entire career. Like, this, like I feel like beauty pageants are equivalent to um, be on a reality TV show. 
kind of like what Wendy said about Cardi B. You know, you, just, you, you have your gig, you have your brand, you get on a reality TV show, you get more known, you bounce off, get off the show, and become successful. Cardi B did it. Same thing with pageants. You know who you are, you compete, you win this title, you use the title to bounce, boom, now you're famous. Look at Pia. Pia is probably a huge celebrity in the Philippines. She's probably equivalent to Angelina Jolie over here. Or Beyonce. She used that Miss Universe title, and all she had to say was confidently beautiful with the heart, and people were in love with her. Now everybody knows who Pia is. She's in movies, she's doing all this stuff. I see Pia on my newsfeed that is not even pageant related. It's just like, what the heck? Like, it's not, it's not even a pageant website I'm on right now, and I still see Pia. So, you know, that's, that's what really pageants are for, is, is the equivalent to being on a reality show, getting known, getting recognized, and using that platform, boom, do what you really want to do. And there's so much she can do, especially in music nowadays. She can work with all these artists and all these celebrities. And I can just imagine seeing her go forward. But I just don't want this to feel like she's stuck in a, a lease for a year she can't get out of. On the other side, I'm kind of waiting to see what Kara is going to do now since her title, since she gave up her crown. I'm curious, curious, curious to know... Um, if she's going to talk with anyone or if she's going to do a sit-down interview. And I'm going to try to see if she'll talk to us. Not sure, but aren't you kind of interested to know what's going on behind the scenes? Or what went on behind the scenes, too? Especially, she had a eventful year. And it started off three months into her reign. Mm-hmm. Those emails. Remember, she was... Already Miss America when those emails started. <laughs> well, not started, you know, when it, the news came out about the emails. And then to see him step down. And then to have no leadership. And then to see, okay, this might be a good option, Gretchen. And then for her to come through. And then for her to remove swimsuit. And then for her to go on TV. And then this entire year has probably just been full of it. It's just at what point is this about me? <laughs> so I'm kind of interested to see what Kara has to say. But in the meantime, Nia addresses, <laughs> that's what we were talking about. Nia, Miss America 2019, she addresses the residency dilemma that people were upset about when she was crowned. I didn't see anything personally, but since I looked it up and learned more about it, the New York Post was the main source of uh, anything I can find about them being upset about her winning. But I guess it's just how New Yorkers are. I think New Yorkers are angry people to begin with. So I don't think this is anything out of character for them. She also talks about being black. She just talks about the swimsuit competition and how she personally felt when it was taken, when it was removed from competition. She had already won Miss um, New York. I mean, yeah, Miss New York, I believe, because she won in July. I think she won before the news came down. But she talks about the the advantages, which I don't think that we think about sometimes. We're like, oh, no, we want to see these girls in swimsuits. But Nia actually has a good stance and a good point that she makes as a contestant in a national competition. You know, it's kind of, there's a lot going on. Sometimes you might need your little comfort meal during competition. They're gone for like two weeks, sometimes a month. 
you might need your little comfort meal so you might not want to go to the gym. Sometimes you just want to take do that self-care. <laughs> and sometimes that self-care isn't Brussels sprouts. Sometimes it might be ice cream. So the swimsuit competition not being there is, is one thing less to worry about, you know. But I want you guys to listen to the interview. I'll stop talking. I hope you guys enjoy my little rants about this. But listen to this interview. Nia Imani Franklin. She is really, really so smart. She's well-spoken. I think she's one of the best Miss Americas I've seen. And she's the first Miss America on The Breakfast Club, too. So I'm going to play the interview for you full. It's full of tons of gems. hope you enjoyed it. Tune in next time, you guys. I hope you guys still have your glass and you guys aren't drinking it. And until next time, cheers. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Nia Franklin. Good morning. Miss America 2019. Well, 2018 through 2019, that's how it works? 2019 is the official title, but okay. we're getting an early start. Well, congratulations. <laughs> now, you claim this New York, right? That's people what I want. you're really from North Carolina. I am. Okay. Yeah. People, I people, she really is I, from I, I am. Because people are upset about that. I'm like, wow, what's the outrage? Why? So I moved here about a year and a half ago for a, a fellowship at Lincoln Center Education, but I'm originally from North Carolina, and I competed there for two years before winning Miss New York. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And the rule is you just have to live uh, wherever from, for six months. Live or work for six mm -hmm. months or go to school, and that's how you can be Miss mm -hmm. New York. So which one do you but claim? I could have I competed in North Carolina, too, but I, what do you mean, who do you I claim? claim? New York or North Carolina? Which one? I, claim, I can't yeah, claim yeah. both. <laughs> mess with you. Yeah, I claim both. I mean, okay. they both offer me very different things. North Carolina is home. Mm -hmm. So I grew up, went to school there, and all that jazz. But New York is, I mean, I'm a, I'm a composer and songwriter, so this is essentially why I moved to New York, for to be in the industry and to, um, to be an artist and promote my music. Mm -hmm. So uh, you also performed some of your music, too, during the competition. I did. I did, oh. I did opera, actually, for the competition. So it wasn't wow. anything that you wrote? No, okay. it was something um, from Puccini from the 1900s <laughs> that I sang. Yeah. How did you get into opera? So I wanted to study music composition, and um, to do that at the school I went to, East Carolina University, you actually DJed a party that I went to. There. How old were you then? Uh, like probably 21. 22. How old were you then? <laughs> <laughs> was it already popping? It was popping, yeah. It was, I think so it was like a home. It was popping. <laughs> and we had the young kids going. Yeah, I think it was a homecoming. <laughs> um, so to study music there, I had to have an instrument. And I, I play piano by ear and everything, but I didn't want that to be my main instrument. So I decided to study classical voice because I've sang my whole life. I mean, I grew up singing in church and stuff. So I was like, let me just try to sing opera. It, it can't be that hard, right? Mm. So I started taking lessons, and that's how I got into it. That's amazing. So Let's put it out there. It was, that was only like three, two years. Yeah, it was like, like 20... You made it seem like a long 2015. Time Do you think that winning... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that winning Miss America is helping you with your music career? Actually, I do. I've had a lot more, um, I would say, people interested in not only my story, but my art and just like more of a following and everything like that. And so that's definitely helped. Um, but I think what's going to be most important is just actually having the credentials to back it up, I think. Now, it's interesting how you even got into pageants in the first place. Explain that to us. 
So I never considered myself a pageant girl or I really didn't even think I had the look growing up, um, especially growing up in North Carolina where I was a minority a lot growing up in schools and I would feel out of place. But when I got into college, my confidence kind of just kind of grew and blossomed. And I was actually in need of extra funds for school when I was getting my master's degree. Um, my father was kind of the breadwinner growing up, but um, he was diagnosed with cancer when I was um, a freshman in college. And so by the time I got to my master's, some of the scholarships I had were running out. And so I was looking for an alternative way to get some money to fund my education. And Miss America is the largest provider of scholarships to young women. And so I decided to just give it a try, even though I never considered myself a pageant girl. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to try it, and it ended up working out in my favor. Where did you get the information from being in a pageant? Like, was it at the mall? Was it you read about it? Because you see everybody in the mall, but like, hey, join this pageant. So where did you hear mm -hmm. it and get the information from? So my direct kind of connection to it was going to school at ECU. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of girls there that were in the music department that were singers, and they were either competing in the Miss North Carolina system or they had actually won the title of Miss North Carolina. There were actually two um, music students that were previous Miss North Carolinas. And so I kind of reached out to them and um, they encouraged me and that's what kind of made me decide to just go for it. What are the benefits that come with being Miss America? Her scholarship. $50,000 scholarship. <laughs> and also you get a salary, you get exposure of traveling the country. Mm -hmm. um, and this year, it's really different, the direction that Miss America is taking. I have done things that I could not have dreamed of doing even before I decided to compete. Like what? That of being on The Breakfast Club. I'm the first Miss America on here. And also That's going... black. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and represent Brooklyn. So, so, so Miss America is white, make sure you won't have her on. <laughs> I wouldn't even know who she was if she was white, to be honest with you. You've seen a bunch of those, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah, I will say... <laughs> I will... Like, this is America, I'm like, okay, well, she's black, bring her on. Well, I will say that in, in representation is important. Yes. So I know I have a responsibility this year, and I do want to make sure I'm reaching out to young girls that felt like me when I was feeling like nobody likes me. I look this way, and I don't have friends in school. I want those girls to see me and feel like they have someone they can look up to. So that's part of what I'm looking forward to, and that's one of the the benefits to being Miss America this year, but they're really embracing me this year more so mm -hmm. than I think they have ever embraced other young women before with what I want to do. They know I'm a musician and they want to support that. And so I've already been doing events that are directly connected to music. Mm -hmm. And so that's given me direct exposure um, in my field. I think that's important too, because, you know, growing up watching Miss America or seeing Miss America whenever they had it or, you know, it was always people that never looked like me. I know one other Miss America. Well, no, yeah, Miss America looks like you, Vanessa. <laughs> and you know why I know her? Because she was Miss New York? Because she's black. Because she's black. Oh, okay. So for having daughters, I know. never seen a Miss America that looks like that. Meeting color-wise. But I'm the seven. You didn't say that. Meeting color-wise. Meeting color-wise. You didn't say that. Meeting color-wise, you asshole. We need to break those barriers. My God, Amy. That looks like Amy. Let him live. No. I'm glad that we've never had a Miss America that looks like you. Alright? <laughs> Diversity matters, but not that much, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Meaning color wise, for the fact that I have three young girls, it's good that they can see something like that. How many girls do you have? Charlotte? I have three. Mocha. Would you like your daughter to see a, a, a Miss America? No, I don't African want them to see a Miss America that looks like me. No, I don't. I said that's African American. Right. No, I don't. I'm done with you. I'm not talking anymore. I'm not talking But no, that is important. I'm not talking anymore. Have it, having, I, like I mean, having girls that. Having a woman that looks like me that's black, I mean, they want, we need to see that. We do. I'm sorry. And the top five this year, may I add, was the majority of us were uh, women of color. So how did nice. you feel about the swimsuit competition being canceled this year? I was upset about it at first because mm -hmm. 
I work out and I have I have a good body, so <laughs> I, I like my body. So I was upset about it at first because I knew I would do well um, at Miss America. I won the swimsuit preliminary competition at Miss New York, and so at first I was like, "Oh, mm, that's kind of sad, like whatever." But I will say, in, during the week of competition, it's a long two weeks that you're there. You can't see your family really. You can't see your friends. You're kind of just in the hotel rooms and you're preparing for competition, and it can be mentally draining sometimes. You have to stay mentally strong, and sometimes it's nice to not have to worry about like eating salad the whole week that you're there. Right. You want to be able to enjoy the experience. And when you are able to order room service and have all of these things catered and whatnot, it's nice to just be able to eat real food while you're there. Because everyone, and I can speak, I can only speak for me, but I'm not naturally thin unless I'm actually watching what I eat. Right. I mean, at least if I want to look the way I want to look. Um, so it was nice not to have to do that and not to have to worry about that. And it was also a really great feeling to know that I wasn't being judged on how I look in a, a two-piece swimsuit and high heels, but what I'm saying and the content that I'm delivering. Right, because there's really no purpose in wearing a swimsuit. Or like, swimsuit. what kind of, like, other than just purely physical purposes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, they, you, I will say, I do believe that Miss America, if you're representing this country and you're a role model, you should be living a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. and working out and going to the gym and drinking your kale smoothies. <laughs> but at the same time, you don't have to show everything to the world to get a scholarship. That's the ultimate goal of being Miss America is to win money to help with your student debt or your schooling. And so to do that and not to wear a swimsuit, I really think it's incredible. Did you feel like it was objectification before? Like when this went to college? I personally don't. I don't. I never felt like I was being just, you know, a piece of meat on stage. I really do think a fitness is what, it was actually called lifestyle and fitness competition. It wasn't called swimsuit competition. And there are girls that aren't a size zero that have won swimsuit at, at their local level, state level. But I personally didn't feel that way, but I can see why other companies may feel that way. Even um, Sway told me when I went to his show that it to him, it was he didn't like to see that. He, really? didn't, he didn't like women in swimsuits. And a lot of fathers, I mean, my father said when, it, when the news came out, he said, in a sigh of relief with the fathers across America. Because you don't want your daughter to have to put on a swimsuit to win a scholarship. Right. Would you like to see a, a, a woman that looks like Envy in a swimsuit? <laughs> I mean, if you Would work you prefer it, a woman that looks like Envy, a woman that looks like Charlotte. Turn off your hat, Charlotte. Turn off your hat. Um, no, neither. No. Um, I mean, if you got it, if on it, just be confident in your own skin, I guess. Now, you're also raising awareness for cancer research, too. Why is that important to you? I know you just talked about your father, but let's discuss that as well. Yeah. Well, I'm actually the National Goodwill Ambassador for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. That is what you inherit when you become Miss America. And I'm really ex- excited to, to take on that role because it is so personal to me. I was actually the stem cell donor for my father when he um, was kind of out of, out of um, there was nothing left to do. His radiation wasn't working. The chemotherapy wasn't working. And he had relapsed twice. And at that point, the doctors thought the only option was to do a stem cell transplant. And so we did that five years ago, a little over five years ago. And so I want families to feel like they're not alone in what they're going through because it can feel lonely when you have a loved one that's really ill. And I know being, I was 19 at the time when the stem cell transplant happened. And uh, I really felt like alone in it sometimes because you feel like it's your fault if something doesn't happen right with the transplant and everything. And I really want to connect with children and their families and I'm actually also hoping to do a benefit concert um, and get some people together to help raise money for the hospitals as well. You're an art advocate, too, right? I am, So yes. in, in, in what ways are the arts undermined to you nowadays? In what ways are they undermined? Yes. Like, well, funding gets cut all the time. And I've actually, being from North Carolina, I was actually an Artist Corps member when I was in grad school. And the kids were getting 
the short ends of the stick a lot of the times in schools. I mean, they didn't even know what a piano was when I would go in and teach them music. Um, and so that really breaks my heart, knowing what the arts did for me and what they do for kids that have the money and the, the parents that have money for private violin lessons. But then you have a little boy that's just as smart and just as capable, but his parents don't have that income. Mm. That's what that's the kids that I'm looking out for this year during my year. Oh, where in North Carolina are you from? Winston Salem, oh, Trefo. So you used to eat cookout growing up. <laughs> Definitely, oh. and I still and I will eat some the next time I get there. You went to a predominantly white school growing up, right? Mm -hmm. now, how did, how was that? How was how did that affect you with with everything that you were doing? So on the first day of school, my third grade year, mm -hmm. so excited to go to school, walk into class, and a little boy, Caucasian, walks up to me and says, "You need to take your N word back to Africa." Oh, oh, grind my gears. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't. I had never heard that word before because I was only in third grade. Word? I never heard. I was in third grade. That's the so first day of school. You said first that day of school, happened? third grade, and it was my first day at a new school because um, I, my school was going under construction or something. So you know, I'm you super excited. At new school. From his parents. Exactly. I mean, it is North Carolina. Come on. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so that that kind of has always stuck with me. But I think what's important is not doing what people tell you to do i didn't go back to africa i'm here like i'm living in the united states mm -hmm. and uh you just have to let people that have that mindset like you can't let it get to you but that that's just one story of other things yeah that's my big, that's what yeah. gives me anxiety because my daughter is one of those young black girls who is like the only minority in her school you know so i always worry about those random acts of racism that could possibly happen i was gonna happen there's nothing you can do there's nothing you can do about it no. but i just ask you you know because my daughter is 17 and i'm i'm just curious to you know how it affect her later on you know it, is it good because it's a better school system is it better school or is it bad because she misses out on a lot of things that i did growing up so yeah so when did you forth. find out nigga was bad when did i find out it was bad yeah. in that moment I mean, did I, you say you didn't know what the I told, word was? Yeah, so okay. I, we, I had that conversation with my parents. And what did your dad do when you came home and said, Dad, this this kid told me take my nigga ass back to home. Oh, did you say, what's a nigga? Dad, what's a nigga? No, I didn't ask, but we it was something that we had to go through our school with, and it was a whole thing and with my teacher, because it just wasn't acceptable. Absolutely. And I remember years later, that young man, when I was in maybe middle school or something, actually apologized for that. Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, now you have this national platform to say his name. <laughs> what is, yeah, what is, I'm not going to say his name. At what age did you learn the term cracker-ass cracker? Or maybe white devil? Um, I mean, Listen I don't really... Breakfast Club. <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, that's not something see, I really don't that was like words. used that much around me. I mean, yeah. in going to a minority school, you don't hear that much on the other side of it. The reverse racism, I guess it's, it's called. Um, I know your daddy said it. When you, when you told your daddy that his little boy called you N-word, I know he said, who is this cracker? I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I know he was upset. Gotcha. Did you form some really great friendships with the women that were in the competition with you? Because it is still a competition. Mm -hmm. And I can just imagine the type of things that went on behind the scenes. So how are your relationships now? <laughs> well, let's be real. Because of that stereotype, everybody knows not to act that way. Mm -hmm. You know, like, let's put on our, let's be nice to everybody and so on and so forth. But actually, I did gain some, some really good friends out of the competition and I remember being, like, scared that after I won that everybody was going to alienate me. And even though the girls that I thought were my friends were going to never talk to me. But it's really not been that way. I was in California. I was in L.A. like two weeks ago. And I actually met up with Miss California. And we went to a museum together and, like, had coffee and stuff. So she's been super cool. And then a lot of the young women are going to be back in New York celebrating my homecoming in November. So everybody's been really nice. Um, 
So did, did social media play a part for you in this latest competition? I just think about how Miss America used to be when before <clears throat> social media existed and people weren't talking about people on, on those platforms. How has that been for you? Social media is a, a great tool to use when you're trying to promote yourself. So there's seven judges that evaluate you throughout the week. And then on finals night, when you have the celebrity judges, Randy Jackson was a judge, Leila Ali. But prior to that, you have the seven judges. And so you want to make your Instagram and everything look as good as possible because they're looking. They're going to go look and see what is she doing? Like, who is Miss New York? Who is Miss California? And so you definitely want to put your best foot forward. Did anybody say racist things to you? No. On social media platforms? Not that I've seen. Okay. Not that I've seen. So, I mean, I try not to read all of it because mm -hmm. you just, you, there's always going to be trolls. But, um, yeah, I haven't seen anything like saying Miss America's black, like we don't like that. You know what I mean? So I, that's super, I'm grateful for that. Do you have to give off a, per, do you have to give off a persona of perfection to, to be Miss America? That's, that's, I think what has been, that's the way it's been in the past. Mm -hmm. But I think what I'm trying to do is create, and other Miss Americas have done this too in recent history, trying to create more of a real, like a real, I'm, I'm a real person. And right, people right. don't need to see me always in like a gown and heels. I can be dressed in maybe sweats one day or jeans. Like, it's not, it's, I'm a real person. Are you allowed to curse? No. I would, I'm, I'm a, and, I'm a, and I'm a role model, so. Do you That's, curse when the camera's on her? If, I don't know, I mean, if I'm listening to a Drake song, maybe. I mean. Oh, okay. What? But did you bring popping? any music with you today? Any, like, tracks with me? You make music, dude. I mean, songs. I mean, I can play You're something off my phone, but, yeah. You yeah. for us to play for the world to hear? Not yet? I mean, yeah, we can. I like that. Because while you was talking to Teddy Riley, you trying to get a beat? She better. I mean, if he yeah. wants to do one for me, yeah. You familiar with Teddy Riley? Absolutely. Really? The, fa the father, the father of New Jack Swing. Hey. Was he my friend? Yes. Remember, he wrote Remember the Time, like That's legend, right. See, classic. He knows more than now you a mentioned, lot of people You do. mentioned role model. What do, you, what do you think, what is a role model to you? Because there's so many different people that celebrities that are, that kids look up to, whether it's Rihanna, whether it's Kim Kardashian, whether it's... Beyonce, yeah. and sometimes that line is, is kind of a funny line. What's a role model to you? To me, it's being a woman that you want other girls that look up to you to be like. I mean, everyone is different. Every little girl is different. Mm -hmm. But I know growing up, I looked for women that were um, involved in their communities, that loved music or the arts. That's always been what I looked up to. And women who were women of faith, that's important to me. So just really... Like, I want to be someone that little girls can look up to. And if there are and there are little girls in my life, I want to be able to say that I'm actually communicating with them on some type of a, a regular basis so that they don't feel alienated like I did. Like, making sure that I stay in contact with them and in communication with them. So when they ever have a problem, they can reach out to me. Absolutely. Now, what about plastic surgery? Are there rules regarding plastic surgery <laughs> when it comes to Miss America? We heard you got your ankles done. <laughs> Oh, I didn't get my ankles done. But I don't know that there are rules for plastic surgery, not to my knowledge. And also, well, <laughs> um, if you have it, I mean, who's going to know? So you see those old pictures and be like. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't think you get disqualified if you've had plastic surgery. I remember surgery. in the past there were rules like you're not allowed to be married. That is still correct. Mm -hmm. That is still correct. You have to be a single woman, never married, not even divorced. Why like, is that? I'm not sure. I, I'm not really not sure. I think they said you can be divorced, but you just can't be married. No. Oh, I don't. I don't think you can even be divorced. Wow. Yeah. But I think the age. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I don't like that. That 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 per picture of perfection. Like everybody. Mm -hmm. See, some people have divorces. What does the divorce have to do with anything? Well, we can. I mean, that can maybe. That's also part of the old administration. We have a new administration now, mm -hmm. so that could change in the future. 
What if you're pregnant or have kids? Does you that can, matter? You cannot have been pregnant before. So no kids? What? No kids. That's unrealistic. That's crazy. That's I mean, because people, people aren't perfect. Right. Like, That's true. And, and by the way, just because you have a baby doesn't make you any less No. I think that's something Absolutely. that can be changed. Yeah. But I will say, if you are a mom, Miss America is a grueling job. So you're on the road traveling every every 48 hours and sometimes in a new city. So you have to think about if somebody has kids, like, how's that going to work? That's true. Yeah. Judge Faith is a big supporter of you too, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually got to meet her during Miss America I've seen week. I the picture she snapped. She was so sweet. Yeah. Cool. What advice did she give you? She just told me to be myself, to listen to my parents. They were there, so um, stay with yeah, the I didn't boys. Get... She didn't tell me that. Uh, <laughs> are you gonna write? Is that your fault? Your, yeah, your advice? advice. Stay, stay oh, okay. Okay. You should write a song for the pageant now. Since you won that, and you're a songwriter, mm, you could do something. That's popular. actually in the works. Update, oh, it is. That's in the works. Nice updated song. Because mm-hmm. the old one is is old. old. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic, but yeah. How does it feel when you rep Miss America in other countries because of our present administration, like who we got in the White House? And how he's, they're not representing us in the best light. So how, does they, how do they look at you? Yeah, I see from Germany. <laughs> I'm Miss, Miss Germany now. Miss Wakanda. <laughs> yes, Miss Wakanda. But, yeah, I'm going to be doing some stuff with USO this year, and I, I just have to make sure I'm being a good representative for myself. I can't speak for the actions of all those around me and even what's going on in our country, some things that I may not agree with. So I just have to be true to myself and state my opinions in, you know, a positive light and a respectful light to be respectful to people. But, yeah, that's all I can do. If you get invited to the White House, are you going? They would have... Um, I don't, like, no, I would not want to go. During there you the go, keep your 100. I was going to say, they would have afraid. to drag me. You said I would not want to go, but they might have to drag me. They would have to drag me. I'm sorry, they would have to drag me. They would have to drag me. Part of you. Tell them, no, you don't believe me. Your beliefs don't align with the beliefs of the White House. You don't have to be there. Yeah. And say you might be afraid somebody there might sexually assault you. I'm serious. Why not? I mean, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. How I have to look out for my safety. How hard yes. is it to date now that you're traveling all the time? How hard is it to yeah. date? Oh, well, you have a boyfriend. Yeah, there's someone special in my life, mm-hmm. and they're supportive of what's going on right now. It's kind of hectic. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so it's been, it's, I mean, it's going to be challenging, I'm sure. But Are your DMs lit? <laughs> I, I don't really look at my DMs that much. Because, you know, for you. Do you want to see? Yeah. You want to go through? Let's see who in there. Let's, Let's see what ball player, I mean... what rapper, no. what celebrity. I was talking to some people and I'd say some good, fun things. Really? Let me see. She's like, hold on. Let me I, don't know. I have two accounts, though, so I don't know which I'm one. Trying. I have I'm two accounts. I don't, know which one to go. I don't even know which is one. The, is the guy that's in your life, is he uh, secure? He's not an insecure man? No, he's secure. Because it's hard to be, you know, you, he's dating Miss America. Mm. You have to be secure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Where do you know him from? We met in college through a mutual friend. We went to different schools, though. So. Are you from North Carolina? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, he's technically from New York. He grew up in New York until like, middle school, and then he moved to North Carolina. Oh, so you are a New Yorker. Okay. He is. That <laughs> was yeah. what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you telling him to keep, keep quiet? Keep quiet? Yeah. Is he allowed to tell people he's No, doing? he was blowing up his Instagram after I won with really? pictures of me. Wouldn't you? No. Yeah. No. I had to tell him to calm down, but actually. Chill out, chill out. I was like, chill okay. Chill out. <laughs> chill out. Yeah. How, how do you love living in Brooklyn? I love it. So I've been in, I've been all over New York because rent is crazy. So I was subletting a lot, but um, right now I'm in Clinton Hill. So oh, it's nice, nice it's, area. It's nice. It's the G train sucks. Yeah, it does. So you know, but um, <laughs> Uber's cool. Great place, great yeah. restaurants. Great. Little yeah, little. Walters is good. Um, Kenya Moore's restaurant is over there. It's called uh, Southern Comfort. Oh, her. Yeah. Um, 
Her husband, yeah, yeah. That's his restaurant, yes. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried it yet, though. Oh, girl, too I'm busy. busy. All the Brooklyn spots. Oh, tell me. Isn't time. there a juice shop that y'all go to in Brooklyn? Yes, Juices for Life. And we okay. have owners in that along with oh, Styles P. Right. So I need right. to go there. Yeah, yes. since you're living that healthy lifestyle, all fresh fruits and vegetables. Exactly. Until you see the cookout. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going. That's the first stop most. And, Chick- and Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. I mean, because in the city, it's, it's difficult to get to Chick-fil-A. Can I tell you guys like a story? Yes. The other day, I was getting my hair done, and it took a long time, longer than I thought, because you know how it can be sometimes. Yes. Maybe getting your hair done. Why you say maybe? Because I don't know if she gets her hair done all the time. Uh-huh. Like if she's going to a salon or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought, say my hair's not done because I have a bun. No, I'm just not assuming that she goes to the hair salon all the time. Okay, so I get out of the hair salon, you guys, at 11.30 p.m. Wow. What time did you get there? You don't want to know. What was going on? <laughs> 10 8, 10.30. Where'd you go? I'm not. I'm, you need to go to Dominican. It was, it was good though. It was. It was. It was because I was late. There were some things that happened, oh, okay. but it, it took longer than I expected. Because they were probably doing multiple people at a time. They're a sponsor, so I'm not trying to. Oh, okay, come, you. Right, okay but <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to Chick Fil A after, right? Look on Google Maps, and it says Chick Fil A closes at 12 a.m. I get to Chick Fil A and at 11:30, uh, like 11:45, and it's closed. What? And when I tell you, I started crying, bawling my eyes out. I was so sad. What is Sunday? It was Saturday. Oh, oh. You were in the hair salon all day looking for it. The only thing you had to look forward to was Chick-fil-A. And they were closed. And they were closed. Did you ever get Broke to Chick-fil-A down. this week? No, I still haven't gotten any. So I need to make my, my way over there. All well, right. then we appreciate okay. you joining us. I'm about to go to Chick-fil-A now. I got to meet you right next door to Chick-fil-A. And that's what I'm Get some for me. I'm so distraught you didn't get Chick-fil-A. I- my she heart. I, I literally, cried. I called my boyfriend bawling. Did you file a complaint? He didn't get you Chick-fil-A. He, he, was in, he was in Brooklyn. He was in Brooklyn, oh. too. Did you go on Yelp and leave a bad review? Like, it says I wanted to. And, and, then I, and I, talk, I actually texted all my Miss America sisters, and I was like, y'all won't believe the day I've had. And they're like, Nia, we're going to call the corporate office for you. So they're super supportive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What? <laughs> they're like, we're going to call the corporate office and complain. Yeah. Well, Chick-fil-A is supporting Nia's. Yeah. Need some free chips. Send me some. You, I, I deserve. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Miss America 2019, Nia Franklin, we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you. And if we'd have known, we'd have had you some Chick-fil-A here for you. We would have hooked looking out. All right. There you have it, folks. Our new Miss America 2019, Nia Imani Franklin of New York. Let her tell it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope your glass is empty. And if you can, please subscribe. And if you want to, even review this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Subscribe so that way you get my newest episode every time it drops and you guys can tune in. Until next week, you guys, cheers and thank you for listening. I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.